Our title today is Winoplasty. I know some of you right now, you think I'm talking about getting drunk, you know, drinking wine, but that's not what I'm talking about today. I am talking about the subject of complaining, whining. And the Bible has a great deal to say about this subject. Uh, I want to give you three keys today, three keys to overcome complaining, overcoming, whining. Number one is this. You need to recognize why people whine. Recognize why people whine. Look with me in Philippians chapter 2. This is going to be a very key scripture for today. Verse number 14 in Philippians chapter number 2. Just keep your Bibles open there today. We'll continue to go back to that portion of scripture throughout this message. The Bible says, do everything. Everybody shout everything. Do everything without complaining or arguing. Uh, Let me confess something to you. I'm not there yet. (laughs) Lord, help me. Help us all. Do everything without complaining or arguing. You say, Pastor, what does the word everything mean in the Greek? It means everything. Do everything without complaining or arguing. The Bible is so clear that as Christ followers that we should do everything without complaining, without arguing. And for us to accomplish this scripture, we need to understand why people complain. Because you're aware of this. Instead of doing everything without complaining, most people do everything while complaining. Most people complain about their spouse and complain about their kids and complain about their job and complain about their church and complain about their friends and complain about, uh, they complain about their body, they complain about the restaurants they eat at. Most people complain, 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 complain. How many of you know somebody that I just described personally? How many and you didn't lift your hand, some of you, because you are the person. Amen. I understand. It's okay. It's, it's okay. It's all right. You confess with me. Just confess it. And the question we need to understand is why do we complain so much? Why do we complain so much? L- let me give you several reasons. Number one is this people complain when things aren't turning out the way they want. People complain. You, you know what I come to realize this week as I was studying? Complaining is a very selfish sin. It's really selfish. Isn't it so true that when we don't get what we want or or, or when things don't turn out the way we would like them to turn out, we generally start complaining. And that's what uh, actually God's people did in the Old Testament. In Exodus chapter 14 and verse number 11, Scripture says, They said to Moses, the children of Israel, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us out to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Let me explain what's going on here. The children of Israel were in bondage and captivity in Egypt for over 400 years. Called out to God. They were tired of being in oppression. They were tired of being in bondage. And God, by his mighty, miraculous hand, he brought them out of Egypt through a large body of water. The the Red Sea, it parted, and they walked on dry ground. I mean, they had just witnessed the miracle power of God, the hand of God. And and now they are out of Egypt, and that's exactly what they wanted, and they're in the desert. And do you know what they immediately began to do? Because obviously their their vision of being in, in the desert and what it was going to look like, it was not happening like they thought it would. The manna wasn't there. The food wasn't there. They were wondering where the water was going to come from. And they began to complain because things were not working and turning out the way that they thought it should. 
And boy, aren't we guilty of that? When things don't turn out the way we want them to, the way we think they should, we can be just like the Israelites, and we can begin to complain. There's a, a second reason that people complain. Number two is this. People complain because they take God's blessings for granted. God's blessings for granted. How many of you would agree with me that God has been good to us? He really, God has been so good to us. He, he has blessed us. And if we're not careful, we can begin to take God's blessings for granted. I mean, we could even be guilty of complaining about his blessings. If we're not very, very careful, we can find ourselves complaining about the very thing we prayed for. And that's exactly what the children of Israel did. That they complained about the very thing that they prayed for. And the scripture says in Exodus chapter 3 and verse number 9, And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, God said. These people were in bondage and they were crying out to God. They were tired of the oppression. They were tired of the slavery. They were tired of the bondage they were in. And they began to cry out to God. And God says, listen, their cry has reached me. And I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. That they were in bondage. They were calling out to God. They were crying out to God for years. God, deliver us. God, get us out of this. God, we're tired of this misery. And God, by his mighty power, brought them out. He answered their prayer and brought them into the desert. And guess what they began to do? <laughs> they began to complain about the very thing they asked God for. And before we point our fingers at the Israelites, man, if we look at ourselves, we can be so guilty of doing the very same thing. God, you know, I need this job. Lord, you know, I need another job. I need to make some more money. I, I, I need a new job. Lord, would you please bless me with a new job? And God blesses you with a job. Six months later, I hate these hours. Sick of this job. I mean, you asked for it. Oh, God, you know, Lord, I need a place to live. I need a new place to live. Lord, bless us with, with a house. Oh, God, please, you, you know we need a new house. Lord, bless us with some, a new place to live. And, and God bless us. Six months later, we need a bigger place to stay. I can't believe how much this payment is. This is crazy. And you prayed for it. You asked for it. Here, here's one. Lord, bless me with a spouse. Oh, Jesus, I need a spouse. Lord, bless me with a spouse. You get married. Not six months, two months later. <laughs> Lord, this woman about to make me lose my mind. You prayed for it. Here's one. Lord, Bless me with some kids. Lord, you know we need some kids. Lord, bless us with some kids. I brought you into this world and I'm about to take you. And you prayed for it? Lord, bless me with the church home. Lord, bless me with the church home. And you get a church home and you complain. Lord, bless me with friends. Lord, I need some friends. And God gives you, and you complain about the very thing you prayed for. Here's a, here's a key way that you can identify if you're taking God's blessings for granted, you find yourself always complaining. Point number three, there's a, a third reason people complain. Number three is this, and this is my favorite one. People complain because they're complainers. That's right. They're, they're complainers. Listen, the children of Israel, they were complainers. Here's what you have to understand. Complaining is a very addictive habit. It, it's addictive. People that complain, they are 
complainers. It, my, my study wasn't exhaustive, but let me give you some examples. I'm not going to read them to you. Just, just going to give you the chapter here. The children of Israel, they complained in Exodus chapter 14. They complained in Exodus chapter 15. They complained in Exodus, Exodus chapter 16. They complained in Exodus chapter 17. They complained in Numbers chapter 11. They complained in Numbers chapter 21 because complaining is an addictive habit. They were complainers. And here's what complaining is. Complaining is simply an outward manifestation of an inward problem. People who are complainers, they will complain no matter what situation you put them in. Because complaining is an inward problem. Matter of fact, if you go to somebody at your workplace who who is always complaining about the present, and you ask them about the past, you know what they'll do? (laughs) They'll complain about the past. Because they'll complain no matter what, because they're a complainer. Just try it this week. Go to somebody that always complains. And they're complaining about their job. They they don't like their job now. They're they're complaining about the present and complain, complain, complain. Say, well, you know, your last job, did you like it? Nope, I hated it. Oh, really? Yeah. You you, you think this boss is bad? How how about your last boss? He was a jerk too. Really? Interesting. Interesting. You know, maybe somebody has been married two two or three times and they're complaining about the the marriage they're they're in now. And you say, well, how about your last boss? They were horrible too. Really? Interesting. As a pastor, you know, I, this is one of my signs I always look out for. Whenever I meet somebody new, and, and the first thing they want to tell me is about their last church and how bad it was. I'm like, oh, Jesus, I think we got some problems here, you know. Because they're going to complain about this one, and when they find a new one, they're going to complain about it too. You know, folks, you meet folks, you know, I just moved to Oklahoma, and I've been living here for a year or two, and I hate it. Well, how'd you like it last city you lived in? Didn't like it either? Really? You see, here's the scary thing about being a complainer. You don't recognize you have a problem. You see, it's hard to look in the mirror and see yourself as a complainer because when you're a complainer, you think everybody else is the problem. The boss is the problem, the friends are the problem, the church is the problem, the family is the problem. You think everybody else is the problem, but here's the key. There is one common denominator in all those situations. It's you. If we could just get you out of it, everything would be all right. When I start finding fault with all I see, it's time to start looking for what's wrong in me. Because complaining is an outward manifestation of an inward problem. There's a, a second key to overcome whining. Number two is this. Realize the consequences of whining. The consequences of, of whining. You see, people that complain don't think they have a serious problem. They think, well, I, I don't have a real problem. I mean, I, I don't cheat. <laughs> I, I, I don't lie. I mean, I complain a little bit, but I don't murder anybody. I, I don't commit adultery. I, I, it's not that big of a deal. I, I, I don't do drugs. And they don't realize the, the seriousness of, of the problem of complaining. You see, friends, complaining is as lethal and damaging of a sin as the ones I just listed. There are serious consequences of being a complainer. I don't have time to, to give you all the Bible talks about and all the examples and all the consequences of, of being a complainer, but I want to give you two major consequences the Bible points out if you and I live a life of, of complaining. Num- number one is this. Complaining is contagious. It, it's contagious. It spreads to other people. 
It breeds negativity in your family. It breeds negativity with your friends, your, your church, and your work environment. Complaining is contagious. The scripture says this about the Israelites, Numbers chapter 11, verse number 4. It says the rabble with them began to crave of the food. And the rabble, if you study that out, these were Egyptians that went with the Israelites. And they were actually were in the, in the desert with them. They, they went through the Red Sea. And so there were a handful of Egyptians that went with the Israelites. And the Bible says the rabble with them began to crave of their food, this small group of people. And notice what it goes on to say. And again, the Israelites started wailing and said, if only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. But now we have lost our appetite. We will never see anything but this manna. And notice this by, by verse number 10. Notice this, chapter 11, verse 10. It starts with a, hand, a small group of people, the rabble. And notice what happens by verse number 10. Just, just six verse later, it says, Moses heard the, the, the people of every family wailing, each at the entrance to his tent. The Lord became exceedingly angry, and Moses was troubled. Started with a hand full of people complaining. And by verse number 10, it spread to every Israelite family. That's how lethal and damaging being a complainer is. It spread to everybody you know. You're a negative complainer, it'll be very evident in your family. You're negative, the people you work around, I guarantee you this, the people you work around, if you're a complainer, they're complaining too. It, it spreads. Your clique you run with at church, if you're a negative person and you're complaining all the time, the people you hang with, they're complaining too. Because here's what you have to understand. Complaining is it's contagious. There's a, 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 second, a second consequence of complaining. And this is major. Don't miss this. This is so major. Number two, complaining will cause you to miss out on God's best. It'll cause you to miss out on God's best. The Scripture says in Numbers chapter 14 and, and verse number 29... In this desert, God says, your bodies will fall, every one of you 20 years old or more, who was counted in the census and who has grumbled, notice this, has grumbled against me. Not one of you will enter the land I swore with uplifted hand to make your home. God says, listen, listen, guys, every one of you that's grumbled against me, and I take it personally, God says, you're my people. You see, Israel, I brought you to where you are. I, you think you got yourself to where you are. No, no, I put you where you are. I brought you to the desert. And yes, you're complaining to Moses, and you're mad about the man, and you're mad about the quail, and you're mad about the water, and you're, you're complaining. But I brought you, and so you're complaining against me. And God took it very, very personal. He said, because all you do is grumble, all you do is complain. He said, not one of you will go to the land I swore to you. I, I promised a good land, a land flowing with milk and honey. My plan for you was never to stay in the desert because you're grumbling and complaining. You're going to miss out on my best. And God took the next generation in. And church, it's the same thing with you and I. I just want to help you today. I want to help myself today. If all you do is complain in your marriage, you're going to miss out on God's best for your marriage. If all you do is complain with your kids and yang, 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 complain, 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 your relationship with your kids will never be all that it should be. If all you do is complain at your workplace, you just complain, 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 and you wonder why your career is not on track. You wonder why you're, it, it's not prospering and going the way you, you wonder why, and all you do is complain, complain, complain. You, you're going to miss out on God's best. At, at church, all you do is get with your little friends and complain, 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 and 
you're never going to be all God wants you to be. You're going to miss out on God's best. In your relationship, your friend, all you do is complain, complain. Listen, your friendship will never be all that God wants them to be. You see, the children of Israel, you see, we, 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 we like to say this. Well, they're going to miss out on God's best because they're lying. God said, oh, no, 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 they had nothing to do with lying. They're going to miss out on God's best because they're cheating. Oh, it has nothing to do with cheating. They're going to miss out on God's best because they're committing adultery. It has nothing to do with adultery. They're going to miss out on God's best because they're murdering. It has nothing to do with murdering. So you're going to miss out on my best because all you do is complain, murmur, and grumble. And they missed out on God's best. Point number three, there's a, a, a third thing I want to show you today. Before I give you point number three, just look at your neighbor and say, this is not for me at all, but I'm sure glad you came. I, I, knew, I knew you needed this. I knew this was for you. <laughs> number three, number three. Receive the blessings of overcoming whining. Receive the blessings. You see, there are blessings, there are benefits to conquering whining, to conquering complaining. And I want to share with you some benefits not just the, I don't want you to be driven by the consequences, though you need to be aware of them. I want you to be motivated to overcome complaining because of the benefits, because of the, the blessings. Blessing number one, you're going to have a positive attitude instead of a negative attitude. Wouldn't that be wonderful? You see, the worst thing about being a complainer is, is, is you're mean-spirited. You're, you're arrogant. You know why people complain so much? Because they think they know it all. And they think they know more than everybody else. That's why they complain. And most, most people that are, are always complaining, they're, they're bitter, they're, they're mad at the world, they're a negative person. And wouldn't it be wonderful, no matter what situation you find yourself in, to have a positive attitude instead of a negative attitude? Wouldn't it be wonderful to, to overcome complaining and no matter if you don't get your way, that you have a positive attitude instead of a negative attitude. And the Apostle Paul wrote to you and I, do everything without complaining. And we say to Paul, well, Paul, if you knew what I was going through, you wouldn't say that. If you knew the situation I was going through and the dilemmas I was facing, that scripture does not apply to my situation. You don't understand what I'm going through. But you have to understand when the Apostle Paul wrote these words, he was in prison because of his faith when he wrote this letter to the church of Philippi. Not only was he in prison, but he was chained to a Roman soldier 24 hours a day. Not because he deserved it, but because he was a follower of Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul, somehow, someway, you know, I could see him in that prison trying to write as he chained to the Roman soldier. Come on, give me some more slack, homie. I'm trying to write a little bit here. I'm trying. And he writes, do everything. Do everything. No matter you say, do everything. In prison, do everything without complaining. And the Apostle Paul goes on to say in Philippians 2 and verse 17, but even if I am being poured out like a drink offering, and he was, he has been poured out, he was in prison, he has been persecuted, he was chained to a Roman soldier, he was being poured out on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith. He says, but I am glad and rejoice with all of you. I mean, this guy had a positive attitude no matter his situation. He was not going to complain. Verse 18, he says to the church at Philippi, so you too should be glad. I know you want to complain. I know you want to murmur. I know you don't understand why I'm in prison. I know you don't get while you're being persecuted but he says listen be glad and rejoice with me he says listen have a positive attitude no matter the situation 
Number two is this. The second blessing is you will grow spiritually when you overcome whining. You'll grow spiritually. You'll be more like Christ. It goes on to say in Philippians 2 and verse 14, it says, Do everything without complaining or arguing. Why? Why? So that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault. You want to be blameless? You want to be pure? See, we make spiritual maturity about so many other things. But Paul says, listen, you want to be blameless? Have a right attitude. No matter your situation. Don't complain and argue and whine. You, you want to measure your spiritual maturity? Just, just check out your attitude. And check out how you're treating folks. He says, listen, 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 Church of Philippi. Let me talk to you about how to be spiritually mature. Quit complaining and arguing so that you can be blameless and pure children of God without fault. You're going to be more like Christ when you overcome complaining. No, number three is this, the third blessing or benefit. You will be a more effective witness for Christ when you overcome whining. A more effective witness when you overcome whining. Notice what he says, Philippians 2 and verse 14. Do everything without complaining or arguing. Why? So that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation. He says, listen, you and I are living in a sinful world, in a world of evil. But he goes on to say, in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life. Paul says to the church at, at Philippi, hey guys, quit whining and start shining. You're the light. You're the salt. There should be something different about you than from the rest of the world. And for, no matter the situation you're in, you need to start shining and quit whining. Because when you and I go to our work environments and to our neighborhoods and all we do is, is complain and, and argue and fuss and murmur. We're not being a very effective witness to those who don't know the Lord. When we, we have a lot of new believers here at People's Church, and some of you have known the Lord for, for years, and they look to you to, to, for spiritual leadership, and they're looking to you to, for, for advice, and they see your life, and all you do is murmur and complain and whine. You're not being a very effective witness to those who are trying to grow in Christ. Matter of fact, you've been a horrible, a horrible witness. And Paul says, hey, 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 hey. The next time you get ready to complain, the next time you're in your, with your coworkers and you get ready to murmur, the next time, he says, listen, listen, remember your witness. Remember your witness. You're called to shine, not whine. Number four, number four there's a, a fourth blessing, a fourth benefit that I want us to notice today. Your, your spiritual leaders will brag on you when you overcome whining. Your spiritual leaders will brag on you when you overcome whining. Listen to what Paul says in Philippians 2 verse 16. He says, as you hold out the word of life in order that I may boast on the day of Christ that I did, I, I did not run or labor for nothing. He says, listen, I want to boast about you. Now, I want to brag that, that you overcame whining. You overcame complaining. In other words, you obeyed the word of God. I, I preached and I, I taught you and I don't want to run or labor for nothing. And I want to stand and I want to brag on you that you overcame this and you had a positive attitude. And church, here's how I want to close this message for the next couple of moments. I want to brag on you. I I'm so proud of this church and I brag to you a lot to my pastor friends, but I want to brag about you to you. And nothing makes me feel better. You know, there's one person that can make my chest stick out and that's my wife. My wife brags on me, boy, my chest. Come on, say it again, mama. Say it again. Make, let me hear it again. She's feeling good. You got a brother feeling real good right now, you know? And I want to brag on you 
to you. It, it, this amazes me that this church is diversified and unified at the same time. It's amazing. We've got different skin colors, different backgrounds, different denominations, different backgrounds here in this church. And we're all worshiping Jesus Christ together. It amazes me. Because some of you, you know, you, you think, you know, here at People's Church, Pastor, let's just do all rock music and that's your preference. Let's just rock out and do heavy metal. That's what I love. And, and some of you here, you think, let's just do gospel music and let's just do gospel. Some of you think, let's just do southern gospel and that's your preference. And some of you here, I mean, we've got a diverse church. Some of you here, you think, let's do country music, Pastor. And the Lord bless you country folks. I love you still. Amen. I grew up and we woke up. I get you, but uh, Jesus. But you know what blesses me? I just want to brag on you and say thank you for laying aside your personal preferences for the good of the kingdom. I just brag on you. Thank you for laying down your traditions and not being selfish. It's such an unselfish act. They say, I have a preference, but for the good of the kingdom, I'll be unified and I'm going to have advanced this church and I want to see more people connected to Christ and growing in their relationship with Christ. I just salute you. And I tell you, it's just amazing to me we, we get very few complaints in this growing church. I mean, if we get maybe five a year, and so, some of them are, are helpful, but, but, but most are, are goofy. And I, I love goofy complaints. I, I love passing goofy people. Amen. I'm goofy sometimes too, you know. But it, it amazes me of the grace of God on this church. And I say, church, thank you for shining and not whining. Thank you for looking past yourself because it's easy to be selfish start complaining because we don't get what we want but you don't do that and I say thank you for having a heart to really reach a city and to really make a difference with the gospel of Jesus Christ you're a wonderful church to pastor and I brag on you and if you complain some of you may be thanks for doing it in private praise the Lord because I don't know anything about it and I want to keep like it keep it like it amen thank you church Lord I love you so much I'm not there yet, Lord. I'm not there yet.